welcome beautiful soul to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature, and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins, and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In today's episode, we are exploring the upcoming full moon in Taurus, which is taking place here in Australia on technically Sunday, the 1st of November at 1.49am Australian Daylight Savings Time. However, you will ultimately be experiencing this full moon on October 31st or the night of, which is Halloween. Kind of. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about that too. So I want to explore the the full moon energies that are coming up for us. But also here in Australia, it's actually not Halloween. I know, what a bummer. Technically speaking, Halloween or Samhain, um, which is probably its more traditional name as well, is taking place on October 31st in the Northern Hemisphere, but for us, it's a completely different energy that's that's going on. We are not moving towards the darker half of the year. We're not moving towards winter at all here in Australia. We're actually leading into, into summer and a, a beautiful, bright, vibrant time. So actually this weekend, November 1st, is Beltane for us here in the Southern Hemisphere. And I think you'll probably, if you're kind of in the spheres of like, you know, exploring the the full moon energy and things like that, you're probably going to hear a lot about um, how it ties into the energies of Samhain or Halloween. So I want to give you a little bit of perspective if you are living in the Southern Hemisphere, what it actually means for us uh, with it corresponding with Beltane energy, very different energy, but still really potent and powerful. Okay, let's dive into this full moon first. So the full moon, which is taking place kind of Saturday night, early hours of Sunday morning, is also a blue moon. And a blue moon is essentially when we have two full moons in the one calendar month. Doesn't happen very often at all. So this October, we had a full moon um, on October 1st and another one bang on October 31st essentially um it it, it's obviously like a matter of hours difference for us here but essentially we're having two full moons in the one calendar month what that really seems to mean or what's really kind of come from that is October has been a very highly charged month especially in terms of release. And full moons obviously are all about um, times of release and what we we need to let go of. And October has certainly felt for a lot of people, I think, certainly been um, really heightened, (laughs) highly charged in that sense. 
So it might have felt a bit rough possibly for you, um, letting go, releasing, um, you know, surrendering and, and, you know, allowing death essentially to happen isn't always a comfortable thing. (laughs) It can be quite uncomfortable. Uh, But I do think that this beautiful um, Taurus energy is kind of just going to be a bit of a sigh of relief. Taurus is a gorgeous earth sign, all about stability and safety in a lot of ways. So in a world that's been feeling very, very turbulent for a very long time, it seems, I think this full moon in Taurus is allowing us an opportunity to just to just sit and be. Taurus is very much concerned with the, the present moment and embodying that moment, being in our body in that moment Um, and being a very uh, obviously an earth sign it's uh, it's concerned with the material world essentially but Taurus is a very sensual sign and when I say sensual I'm not just talking sexual which we might get to that later Um, but I mean sensual using and, and exploring and really embracing all of the senses of the body So you might really like to kind of explore that over this full moon is um, really get into your body. You might pick one or two things that you might like to do. It might be massage. It might be sex or self-touch or pleasure. It might be dance or walking barefoot outside, washing your hair, having a beautiful bath, um, cooking, smelling the food, smelling rain on dirt, gazing up at the moon or, you know, looking at a sunset, breathing in fresh, cool air, consciously experiencing the present moment through all of your senses. To me, that is being a sensual being. This might be a beautiful opportunity to really consider how you experience the material world without falling into the trap of um, attaching yourself to material possessions, essentially. Taurus seeks stability and solid foundations. So this, among other things, involves um, our our finances, so stability in our financial area of our lives um, and, and the home as well. Taurus is ruled by Venus, so you know, beauty is important as well. So having a beautiful sanctuary, a home with um, a safety and comfort is important to Taurus. The shadow side of this need for, for safety and stability, I suppose, in, in our finances and, and homes and things like that, is that we can start to accumulate things. So we hold on to material possessions and we start to, you know, we want to gain more and more as though these things will kind of protect us and add worth and more meaning to our lives. So Taurus looks to external resources in order to gain safety and stability a lot of the time. But her wisdom as a beautiful earth sign comes from an understanding that our first home, our true home, the one that deserves the most love and nurturance of all, is our physical body. And if we spend as much time focusing on our bodily needs, 
as we do on buying more and earning more. (laughs) So if we spend, you know, and focus our energy and time on what our body needs, good food, fresh water, you know, adequate rest, experiencing passionate love, living with this, you know, cyclical flow of things, deep release through laughter and tears, all of these things, when we turn our attention and focus and, and really tend and connect to our bodies, we can take this grounded stability, I suppose, of Taurus with us wherever we may be. Now, being a full moon, this Taurus energy is illuminating the areas in which, essentially, which aren't serving us anymore. What needs clearing away in order for you to focus on creating more solid foundations? It might be financial or a relationship or multiple relationships, especially particularly relevant coming out of Libra season. Or maybe there's blocks around your sexual, like sensuality, maybe a resistance to rest. What is it that you need in order to cultivate a space of this physical connectedness to this beautiful world that you live in? How do you need to connect more? One extra little detail though, this full moon is actually also a micro-moon. So you might have heard the term supermoon before, which is when the moon herself is closest to the earth. So she, if she's a full moon, she seems or appears much, much bigger in the sky. And essentially we feel her um, frequencies or vibrations a lot stronger because she's much closer. A micro-moon is the complete opposite. <laughs> so the moon herself is further away from the earth than normal. So these energies of Taurus and the things that are coming up with this full moon may not feel as intense as some other full moons. The reason I bring this up is because while full moons are, you know, generally all about release and letting go and and allowing endings, essentially, you might experience this full moon without feeling any kind of official endings or deaths, so to speak. That's kind of a good thing because for a lot of people, I think it's been a really intense time these last few months and it's kind of nice to have some reprieve sometimes. But I do feel like this full moon is a lot more about kind of illuminating the areas that are are calling for attention and release. And rather than, you know, really being about that official cutting away and letting go, it's kind of almost like a lead up of sorts to the next full moon, which will be an eclipse. So super potent, super intense release, big shifts happening on the next full moon in November. (laughs) Um, So not trying to sound ominous or anything like that, but I do think that possibly this full moon is more about kind of acknowledging, exploring, um, and, and really looking at what is being illuminated for you in order to kind of almost build up to or gear yourself up for these big, big shifts that are coming um, over the next few months once eclipse season starts next month. Now, I did also mention that this full moon corresponds with Beltane for us here in the Southern Hemisphere. 
Beltane is a festival or, you know, one of our traditional dates on the pagan wheel of the year. So we have things like Samhain, which is Halloween in the autumn, summer solstice, winter solstice, Ostara, all of, you know, the different equinoxes. Beltane marks the, the height of spring. So for us here in the Southern Hemisphere, it traditionally takes place on November the 1st, but in terms of like festivities and celebrations, um, traditionally speaking, these celebrations would always begin the night before. So for us, that is October 31st. And marking, you know, the, the height of spring, the earth has awakened, her energy has increased rapidly over the last few weeks, um, and summer's on her way. And the abundance of the land must be honored, essentially, to ensure a bountiful harvest. Now, we can look at that metaphorically and literally. All of these traditions are based on a kind of agricultural um, society as well. So um, Beltane has many traditions attached to it. But at its essence, this is a festival of fertility, both of the earth and our own fertility. There's lots of ways that you might kind of mark or, or celebrate Beltane, but fire was an like absolutely essential element for Beltane festivities. So in agricultural communities, um, one tradition that I really love is herds of cattle would be run between two bonfires as they were shifted from like their winter pastures to their, their summer pastures. This essentially protected them from disease and harm and it would ensure an abundant summer season. Um, and that the, the flames and smoke and the ash of these sacred fires were considered really powerfully magical. Some people would even kind of jump over the flames themselves to kind of ensure them their own good health and good luck and all of that sort of stuff as well. Um, Beltane was also kind of connected to celebrating the, the, the earth goddess, so that divine creative energy of Mother Earth. Um, so a lot of people would do this traditionally, like decorating their homes and their, their livestock and things like that with beautiful flowers, just essentially really just embracing spring big time. <laughs> um, also, I'll throw in there that um, dancing around the maypole is also a a tradition attached to Beltane. So the maypole, when you've got like the ribbons attached to the top and people dance in a circle and it twists, the, the ribbon itself twists down the pole, that's the maypole. Um, and yeah, it was traditionally done for Beltane. Ultimately, for me, Beltane is really about kind of connecting to and observing the the intensifying and really the, the building energy or that creative energy of the the earth, of nature herself. So I see that in, you know, the earth in my garden, rapid growth in my vegetable garden, just love it, um, but also in myself. So really allowing myself to embody this energy, feel it within me. And I think this is a really beautiful energy uh, to, to tie into the full moon in Taurus, which is such a an earthy, grounded energy as well. So we're being really invited to, to ground and connect with the physical world and particularly with the natural world. Um, and I quite like how the Taurus full moon almost invites us to take a, a moment of stillness, essentially, to, to take a breath and ground ourselves. 
to be instantly followed by Beltane with the energy of kind of rapid increase in growth. There's lots of different rituals and traditions that you might like to observe or to kind of use to embody or connect with Beltane. Um, but a lot of it is to do with, you know, you might like to pick some fresh flowers and foliage, decorate your home. Um, maybe you want to do a maypole dance. I don't know. Definitely I would look at um, having like a bonfire or just um, some kind of fire for Beltane is absolutely essential and beautiful for a full moon release ritual and really I think anything that's kind of using or creating with your hands has really important roots within kind of Beltane traditions and you know springtime so working with flowers maybe a flower crown maybe making little herbal like kind of sachets braiding all those kind of things just even just picking a bunch of flowers for your home it's also the perfect time to to sit and kind of look at the the seeds that you've planted, so to speak. So, what have you created or or, or sown at the start of spring? What what seeds have sort of sprouted that you're seeing in your life, and where can you kind of help them grow? How can you nurture them more? Where, do you need to you know clear away some space for them to grow more do you need to how can you tend to them essentially and the last thing I'll add on both Beltane and this full moon in Taurus is that both of these energies are very much about the the physical sensual body so how can you use this energy in this time to really connect with your your physical self and really embrace and embody your, your, I suppose, your sexual, sensual being. Just going to drop that in there at the end as well for you. <laughs> I won't tell you how you need to do that, but this is a beautiful time to explore that as well. Crazy things can happen under the light of the full moon. I'll just say that. Until next time, have a beautiful full moon and enjoy your Beltane festivities. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present.